I want to ask about the when the East Coast West Coast rivalry was really going hot. And right. I know around that time, Tupac had a lot of love over there in the Bay Area, man. So from your point of view, do you really do you really want that real story? Because <laughs> I can give it to you. Talk Radio. I got my man Fresh with me. What's happening, Fresh? Chilling, man. What's the deal? And I got my girl Danky with me. What's going on, Danky? What it do? What it do? <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we got a very special guest with us today. Our guest today from Richmond, California, the Bay Area. He's from an area to where it is hot and it is popping, and he is one of the ones that really stand out coming from the Bay Area, which has old and new artists still out there popping. But Dap Daniel is our guest, so please welcome Dap Daniel to Graffiti Talk Radio. What's up, Dap Daniel? What's up? What's happening over there? What y'all doing? My name is an honor and a pleasure to have you because, you know, um, I see you. I see you really blowing. I see you really popping. And uh, you know, right now it's like underground. Would you consider your music like underground right now? Um, yeah, I guess I would consider it underground. Um, if I had to compare the underground with the mainstream, yeah, I would be pretty much underground at this point, which I love. Uh, so everybody know that it's a a good place to flex your skills and uh, not be under the scrutiny of other things. So, you know, got a lot more uh, room to, to breathe down here, if you understand what I'm saying. <laughs> right, right. But there's still a lot of competition, isn't there? Oh, uh, yeah, all day, man, all day. That don't never change. So where did you grow up? I grew up in uh, Richmond, California. Uh, the, uh, the You know, like that's the Bay. It's a uh, small city right by the water out here in the Bay Area. Um you know, it's not, it's, we don't even have no skyscrapers around here, but uh, it's where I grew up. Good place, man, you know, to uh, exercise the skills that I learned. You know, I got on hip hop, uh, you know, here, like in 85, I want to say, somewhere in there. And, um, you know, I've been going strong with it ever since. Uh, taught me a lot around here, man, how to, you know, how to stay out of trouble and, and, and survive in this rap game, you know, I, I can't can't say too many bad things about where I'm from, but it can get a little hectic. Wow. So you you first started debuting your rapping skills like around eighty five? Yeah. So how old were you then? Uh let's see, I was uh let's see, uh I guess I had to be around ten, maybe? Yes, I, you know what? I started young too, man. You know, because when I, I I'm an old cat, so when when um when Rappers Delight came out, I remember I think I I I rapped Rappers Delight to 
every single one of my elementary teachers. Um, it, was that, it, was, it was that one point where I, everyone knows what a friend's house eat and the food just ain't no good. You mean the macaroni style? Remember that? Yeah. Yeah, I definitely that. remember that. Yeah, yeah, that that's what got me rapping. That's what got me rapping. What, now, what, what got you rapping at that young age? Well, uh, around that time, for me, um, it was LL Cool J. Uh, he had just came yeah. out with with uh, Rock the Bells, and, um, you know, I was totally intrigued by that. And uh, before that, I can't really remember hearing rap on the radio too much before that. It was a lot of pop, the old school pop, you know, songs and stuff like that. And I had a cousin that I grew up with, and he knew all the songs, like the the songs would come on the radio, and he knew all those songs. I was like, why? how do you know all these songs? (laughs) You know what I'm saying? And then later, a little later on, LL, Cool J came out and uh, Run DMC and of course all them was around too but I didn't really start tripping off of it till Rock the Bells came out and I wrote the whole song down you know so I could say it with them <laughs> and that's where I started being like hey I can do this too well you got a good foundation Rock the Bells is a bomb to this day I'll tell you what that song <laughs> doesn't get old that song don't have no nah. expiration date yeah you can play that nah. man so how did you get your name Dap Daniels well, uh, my last name is Daniel, so, you know, that's where that came from. Uh, the DAP part was just, you know, you know, everybody, you know, was like he's a very, you know, dapper type person, you know what I'm saying? And um, I was like, well, yeah, I am, I guess. And I just started calling myself that, you know, and it stuck, you know. Right. And yeah. I attached it to my last name, and there you have it. Do you have any musicians in your family? Um, I did. I had uh, uh, my grandmother. She's a great singer. Uh, kept it to the church, though. She didn't, you know, try to go outside of that. You know, uh, I had an uncle who was, he could sing, too. Nobody who ever just ran with it on some big stuff, you know. They just knew how to do it. And my stepfather, uh, when I was uh, around the Rock the Bells age, you know, he could play a lot of instruments like flute, saxophone, piano. Only thing he couldn't play was a guitar, which was strange. And he thought that was strange, too. He never really learned it. But I learned how to play the saxophone from him around that time that I was talking about when hip hop came. So I already knew how to play the saxophone real little, carrying this big old saxophone case back and forth to school. It was crazy. All right. But I get I could attribute that to him being even, you know, inclined to do the hip hop because I wasn't, you know, other than seeing my grandmother sing in church, I didn't really, you know, and it, it, it didn't interest me like that until that happened, you know, and then, you know, rock the bells and so on and so forth. So what producers have you worked with so far? Ooh, uh, ooh let me see. I've worked with, namely, uh, I namely rap to my own stuff because I produce too. So that's where uh, a lot of my songs come from. I produce them myself. But I've uh, I've rocked with uh, tracks a million tracks before. Uh, let me see. Uh, right now I'm on some uh, So Special. It's a it's a, a production group called So Special. I'm rocking to some of their stuff right now. Uh, they got some real good stuff. Sound like some Maybach music type stuff. I love it. And um, uh, who else have I worked with? Uh, man, there's so many. It's hard to say. I just had to 
you know, go right, with those right. because those yeah. are what I'm doing right now. Now, you said you make some beats yourself. When you make a beat, yes. do you start with a melody or do you start with drums? Uh, it depends, you know. You know, um, sometimes I start with a melody, depending on, you know, if I, you know, they got a lot of stuff out now. You can find these loops, and sometimes I get inspiration. You might hear a loop. You put that in there, and then you build around that. Or I might get a little chord going for myself. But uh, namely, mainly, I start with the drums. I, you know, hip-hop to me has always been about the drum. So, you know, I'm going to start there. If the drum is going crazy, everything else is going to go crazy. Now, you played the saxophone, but did you play any sports in school? Um, no, nah, I didn't play no sports. Uh, I, not, not, you know, on a team or anything, you know, I know my way around the hoop court and everything, but who don't, you know, but I never played professionally or with, for a team with the school or none of that, you know, I can play, but I never played, you know, like that. Right, right. Yeah. Now, I, I, if you had asked me in high school if I knew my way around the court, I would have said, yeah, but you know, I'm like the only one who got traded to the wrestling team. Cause after they made all the, after for real, yeah. After they made all the cuts in the basketball team and sent all the guys home, I said yes, I made it. But right before practice started, the basketball coach took me to the back of the gym and said, "There, Tally, let me talk to you for a second. I said, "What's up, coach?" And as soon as I said that, the wrestling coach walked in with the uniform and said, "Hey, did you talk to him yet? Good. See if you're fitting this." And he threw me uh, <laughs> so I yeah I wrestled my 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 freshman year I didn't do too bad you know I went over my my weight limit but yeah but yeah them them were the days uh, but yeah, um, yeah. what are you working on right now what projects well well right now the project I'm working on is uh is called uh Bro Code that's the name of the album I'm working on. And um, I'm on there. Um, I'm thinking about getting a couple of features. I think I want to get Fab from the Bay on there and a couple more uh, guys. But I really stick to my own crew. My crew is called the Bro Hides and um, very talented guys. It's like 10 of us all together. All of them don't rap, though. But, you know, it's a real it's a real extensive crew. And the album is dedicated to that faction. That's why it's called the Bro Code. It's going to be a lot of stuff, good songs on there. And um, I got a, uh, I got a couple of things I got brewing in Los Angeles on some un, some music related stuff, but not you know not as far as me doing the music, but TV shows. I got a TV show involved with called Audio Deadline. It's like a contest to, uh, to um, uh, you get artists on there, and they got a time limit to make a song. You know what I'm saying? From start to finish, that'll be available for the people to download after they're done. And it's kind of like a reality show too, and it's it's crazy, you know. It's a lot to oh, explain wow. right now, but yeah. That, well, that know, sounds interesting. Be, Very interesting. Yeah, be on the lookout for that. And um, I got a couple of I got a couple of singles I'm about to drop. One is dedicated. One is called Hump Day. It's dedicated to the middle of the week for the work people, for the nine to fivers. You know, they call it Hump Day. We almost through the week. I got a song called that, uh, featuring a guy named Javon Benson. Um, he's on, he's, he's a great singer. He can rap too, but he's a very good singer and he's blind, which is crazy. You know what I'm saying? And he make beats and, and it's just, it's, he's amazing. I got him on that song and, uh, I got a single called, uh, uh, what is it called? It's called, uh, I am. 
That's going to be a real good. That's produced by Soul Special. I can't wait for you guys to hear that. Um, I might have to send it to you exclusively so you can get a load of that. Um, and a couple of other things here and there. You know, I'm doing a couple of things with Boski too. You know, we got a few that uh, we're working out right now. And, you know, just staying working. You know what I mean? I heard that. Yes. Yeah. Now, what advice would you give to a new artist? A new artist? Uh, you know what? To, to the new artist that's uh, trying to do this, uh, I guess the first thing I would say is don't be lazy, you know, because it's this technology will make you like that, you know, because, you know, you think everything does it for you. And, and predominantly it does, you know what I'm saying? It's push button, it's a push button world these days, and that's cool. But don't let that make you be lazy because, you know, you 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 it's not about what the equipment could do it's about the person behind it and if you're not putting in no information then you know you're gonna get you're gonna get out what you put in so don't be lazy don't let this technology trick you into thinking that everything is automatic because it's not you know you do the work you're gonna get that out of you you're gonna get that out of that and you know and just you know and and be as humble as you can while you're doing it of course uh something else i would tell them is being humble you got to pick your battles with that because some stuff some situations don't need you to be humble you need to be a little bit above humble you know what i mean but overall be cool you know what i'm saying because everybody's doing this and if you're going to try to be better than anything be better than your last stuff that is some excellent, excellent advice. Hey, Fresh, you got any questions? Yeah, I got a couple of them, man. Uh, what What was the difference with the music back then versus the way it is now in the Bay Area? <laughs> That's a good question. Uh, well, in my opinion, you know, um, it's a little, it's actually a little better musically, you know, as far as the beats and things that are, are you know, good to my ear. The beats are better because to tell the truth, I didn't, I grew up in the Bay, but I didn't grow up listening to Bay Area music. It was all, I'm an East Coast guy when it came to rap, especially. Uh, right. You know, it was, it was, it was, it was real synthesizer driven here and the drum was a little more laid back. It's a little different now, you know, everybody is on the trap movement and things and you know how those drums are. It's a little more slappinger, and I like that, you know, uh, as far as, you know, the content goes and things like that, you know, it's pretty much the same. It's always been some pimp player, you know, type thing around here, you know. You know, and right. I like that too. And my music shows a lot of them. Very intelligent when I write and stuff, but I do keep it, you know, hood because <laughs> I just can't help it sometimes. But you know, uh, the music scene itself is, you know, better. You know, more opportunity for for people. At least more than it was for me when I was growing up. You know, with the internet and everything else, it's a little more exposure because you can do it all yourself. So it's, it's brought a lot of kids, you know, around here out of poverty, man. I mean, I've seen it, you know, and um, I like it, you know. It's just different than it was when I was coming up, and it's cool, you know. Not all of it, but for the most part, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I got I got a couple more, man. Was you ever approached by any yeah. major labels? Oh, man, I've been signed like two, three times, man. <laughs> 
uh, I was signed to sister groups of Universal like twice. Uh, the first time I was in a group called FE. It was um, me and uh, a Mexican guy and a white guy. Uh, the FE stood for Fuck Everybody. That was the name of the group. Yes, it was. <laughs> Crazy, right? <laughs> and we meant, we meant every bit of that as far as the album is concerned. I'm sending you guys a couple of links to that whenever I can. Um, but I was signed then, and um, it was cool for a while, and the group got disbanded due to some internal beef with, you know, uh, the other two guys that were in the group, which was totally whack. But, you know, one day it was over because of that, you know. And then the second time I got signed was another sister group of Universal, sister label of Universal. I can't remember the name of them. But, um, you know, I got signed to that. And uh, it was going good for a while, too. You know, I was I got sent a lot of places. I made a little money, you know, on some shows and stuff. But, um the guy who put me on to that, who was the C, actually the CEO of that situation, he was a paraplegic guy at the time. And, um, you know, he signed me. I had a crew of a couple of guys and everything, and he was real juiced about that. And, um, you know, he's like, we're going to put your album out first, then we're going to do the crew record, and it's going to be great. You know, he had this big plan. And it's like the day after I was signed that contract, I couldn't find none of my home. They all disappeared. Damn. Wow. Yeah, just straight like that. I, I'm not even put two on a ten. It's straight like that. Man, it'd it, it be I, funny you know, like that in the industry. Yeah, yeah, it was real funny. And then the guy that signed me to that situation, he wind up dying some years later. Damn. Uh, wow. Yeah, you know, yeah. Just a couple been through a couple things, but I prefer to stay independent. Right. <laughs> And I got one more, man. Now, I want to ask about the when the East Coast-West Coast rivalry was really going hot. And right. I know around that time, Tupac had a lot of love over there in the Bay Area, man. So from your point of view... Do you really, do you really want that real story? Because <laughs> I can give it to you. Yeah, yeah, I want to hear, man. Yeah, yeah how, how okay. was it, man? Uh, it, was, it, was, it was as whack as everybody thought and everybody seen. It was real bad. Uh, around here with that, you know, that caused a lot of problems in hip hop, caused a couple of people not to be able to flourish the way they needed to, you know, as far as travel was concerned. It was real whack, man. And the thing about it is, you know, Tupac was originally from New York, Baltimore, you know, since where he originally, you know, that's where he started to grow up at. Then he came here. Right. And, uh, you know, he, he, he was in a city, you know, I don't know if you've seen the movie, he was chilling in a city, you know, that's not far from here in Marin and across the bridge, he would come to Richmond. Now he had a little, he had a little guy crew way before he had, uh, the, uh, uh, outlaws and, and they were some little guys and they were from my block, you know, he had a little, I don't know if you remember what my homies call the little homeboy with the braids that's bobbing his head. That's my little homie, Jesse. He's not even alive anymore. You know, he toured right. with him and everything, you know, I saw Tupac a lot of times. I was just older. So, and he wasn't, you know, he was, he was on some, he wanted to bring up the little kids. So, and they was a right. little younger. So it was him, my partner, Jesse and all his little homies and, you know, and a lot of those guys are dead now to this day, which is crazy. But, yeah. you know, before the beef started, you know, 
you know, one of the last times I seen him, he was dropping off some of the little guys back to the to the neighborhood. And um, a little bit after that, he called the rape case. And that's kind of when everything went crazy because, you know, Suge came and bailed him out from that. And right. he was still being produced by a couple of other older dudes from my hood, you know, and they ain't tell this in the movie, you know what I'm saying? But he wanted them to come with him. Like, you know, I want you to come with me to L.A. I'm finna, you know, I'm finna do this thing. And they didn't want to go because it's like, I don't know them dudes in L.A., man. I'm cool. And, you know, the guys at the time, he was involved with a lot of street stuff, so they wasn't trying to cross game like that. So Pac just went on his own and the rape case and then death row and, you know, and as far as him getting shot in, 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 in the studio out there in New York, you know, in my opinion, I can't say how true this is, but the beef started because it was a ploy to sell records. He didn't hate Biggie for real, <laughs> and Biggie didn't hate him for real. Biggie just got caught off guard, you know, with it. But he did find yeah. out the truth because I, I know he got told that, you know, he got told that, you know, I'm just trying to sell records, bro. And that's what I'm doing. And he told Biggie that. That's why you never really heard Biggie say nothing. Right. Yeah, because it's funny that you say that because I read in a book, it, it, I think it was Prodigy's book, because mm-hmm. he was locked up at the same time when Pac was locked up. He said a guy had came to Pac and told him what had happened, and, and Pac said that he was he he knew who it was, but he was just going to take the story and run with it. Yeah, that's that's pretty much what happened because, you know, I'm, you know, I'm, of course I wasn't there, but, you know, to take that opportunity to sell them records. I know why he did that because he didn't want to be attached to this dude for all, for all that long. And he was trying to hurry up. That's why he made the double record, you know what I'm saying? And hurry up and get off that label and pay should back whatever he owed for being bailed out and all that, you know what I'm saying? But it's so much stuff going on with that. That's deeper than what we know. It just caused a lot of problems. And then when he tried to go and solve it, and tell everybody it wasn't no beef. You know, the people that, you know, the powers that be, they don't like that. When you find out and you're trying to calm everything down, they finna get you, man. And that's how, right. that's how I see it happening. Yeah, and and, and since, you, since you had mentioned that, man, another guy was talking, he had made a point that I really didn't think about, but it was a good point. He was talking about the song Hit Em Up. Mm-hmm. And you know, when a lot of these labels, before they release a song, they have to go through the parent company first before they put it out. True. So they knew what was going to, the the heat that hit them up was going to bring. He was like, mm-hmm. why couldn't somebody at Interscope stop the song from being put out? I mean, they could have. I mean, yeah, they could have. for them to do that. <laughs> but they didn't want to. They wanted what they wanted. And a similar thing happened with the Black Panthers way back in the day, but we ain't going to get into all that. You know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. But yeah, that that's mm-hmm. my questions, man. So I'm good. I appreciate you, man. Yeah, hey, man. Uh, um I'm a I'm gonna send you some links and stuff to some more stuff, man, so you can really get a load of where I'm at with it. And um, okay. um really piece together my, my story. But I got some new stuff coming out soon and I'll keep y'all plugged in. All right, cool, cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now thank you. You got any questions? I wanted to ask you, um, 
So you said that you produce your own music, that you actually make your own beats and stuff, right? Yes, I do. Okay, so were you, um, did you, are you self-taught or did you, did you have any influence? Did you have people that were in the studio that you worked with that taught you how to do that or? Uh, I kind of self-taught. I tell you what happened. Um, when I was younger, you know, in my, in my heart, I am, I'm a rapper. That's what I do. That's in, you know, I'm a lyricist. That's, that's my main thing. Uh, I started making beats by accident. Uh, well, you know, I was in a crew. I was young, and I was rapping. I thought I was pretty good. And one day, the guy who was making the music for us was like, hey, I don't want to make no music no more. <laughs> Just straight like that. There's no ifs, ands, right. buts about it. Just, I don't want to do it no more. And in my mind, being young, I was like, I, th- I was going to have to stop rapping if that happened. <laughs> so I was like, hey, I better learn how to make a beat. And that's how that started, truthfully. Okay. That's- the way it went and i got good at it and you know i'm a producer now i mean that i guess that's what it takes you know when you know you gotta you gotta kick in on your own accord so i did and i didn't know i was gonna be good at it i just was just trying to make sure i had a beat because i wanted to rap okay okay well that's all i wanted to add they wind up having a a, a high a, a studio, fully functional studio in my high school for three years, and I took that class. It was called Recording Arts, so I learned a lot in there about okay. production and everything. Oh, that's good. All right. Well, Daniel, Dap Daniel, thank you for joining us at Graffiti Talk Radio. Uh, tell us how we can get a hold of your music. Okay, yeah, you can go to... You can go to my YouTube. That's the best way to hear some good stuff. Uh, that'll be uh, my channel is a uh, is a uh, Dab Daniel. It's a uh, YouTube slash Dab Daniel. Um, actually, YouTube slash Roswell R O Z W E L L. It's one of my pseudonyms. So YouTube backslash R O Z W E L L. You can hear a lot of stuff on there. Um, I had a, a SoundCloud, but I took it down because I'm in the middle of some reinvention, and I'll be putting some more. I have another SoundCloud up soon for you guys, and I'll I'll, I'll send the links. But right now, that's a good way to get to me. All right. Well, thank you, Dap Daniel. It is an honor to uh, introduce you to the world. You know, and thank and you. we're glad that you came and and uh, gave us some game from the Bay Area. And we're looking forward to li- hearing more of your music. So All thanks right. for coming by. I appreciate uh, you. Talk Radio. Thank you. All Thank right, you. peace. All right, bye.